The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here, have consecrated it, far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. Abraham Lincoln This past weekend on November 11th was Veterans Day. We honor those who have fought for our country and those who are currently fighting for our country. My pop-op was in the military. Today I give him a special salute. World War I resulted in 100,000 deaths. World War II resulted in 300,000 deaths. Vietnam took 58,000, Iraq took 4,000, and Afghanistan took 20,000. Let us have a moment of silence for the men and women who have died to make our country the best country in the world, and for the families who struggle to this day with the burden of losing a loved one. To the soldiers who never saw their kids, to the kids who never saw their parents, to the bravery and the sacrifice that these men and women have made, let us take this moment of silence to pray for the families and soldiers in need. Thank you to the men and women who are currently active soldiers. Veterans Day is the day for you, but as people, as citizens of the United States, we should take the time to thank you every day, whether it is the National Anthem, Pledge of Allegiance, or through prayer. From Evan Carter and I, we thank you. God bless America. Thank you very much. That was, that was really nice. Um, I'm sure we all here can agree how important it is, um, the celebration and recognition that Veterans Day gives and all all of us doing our part to to be the best help we can be to to soldiers um who are around us yeah. and um <clears throat> this past weekend uh this sunday we at CHGA held a veterans day concert the first one in i believe 18 years according to Dr. Grantham yeah and um it was one of the coolest probably events i've ever been a part of there it yeah. it was absolutely unbelievable yeah. all like they had a uh, professional brass uh, orchestra come in and play. They had EJO. We had encore sing. Um, everything was great. And I think the the best part and the greatest thing to see for so many people was the MC that we that we had. He was a 96 year old World War II Air Force veteran, um, all decked out in his leather um, jacket. He had Aviators the hat on, on, the aviator sunglasses on. He would tell stories. Um, in between announcing the songs and everything. And, and it, it was just a really great time all around. Uh, I actually think he was on the news last night yeah, um, talking about it. Uh, and for the last, uh, the last number that they, uh, the orchestra did uh, was Stars and Stripes Forever. And uh, when he came up to announce it, Dr. Grantham, uh, band director, said, you know what, I think, I think it's better if you conduct this one. And at first he was kind of like, oh, no, no, I don't, I don't know if, if I can do it. And and so Dr. Grantham, he brought him up to the podium and everything and gave him the baton and he, and he went for it. And it was really, really cool. It was great to see. And I know everybody had real big smiles on their faces. So it was just a great event all, all the way around. Yeah, it was really awesome to definitely see uh, all the soldiers that were who have fought that were in the audience. Because when we did the uh, like their songs, what's it called? Uh, the uh, Armed Forces uh, Salute the Armed Forces yeah. Medley. So we sang like. You know, the certain, uh, well, as Mr. Grantham said, Dr. Grantham said, he said they, they were kind of like their fight songs. Mm -hmm. So the fight songs for the Marines, the Air Force, and every single time we sang those songs, they would stand up and sing with us. I mean, it was it was awesome. I mean, at one point, there was an older man, older gentleman in the front who was part of the Marines, and he was trying to stand up, and his wife was like, no, nah, don't stand up, uh, because he, he was very old, and it was very hard for him to stand up. But then two veterans actually came up and helped him stand up. Mm -hmm. And it was the coolest thing. Like I was just, 
I, I usually don't cry about that stuff, but I was getting there, dude. I was like, wow, this is, this is really special. And I really do think it's, it was just like a time where like, I usually don't like, I, I said earlier, my grandfather was in, fought in the military, mm-hmm. but I don't really have much time to appreciate the military because I never really think much about it, Yeah, which is, which is very, um, which I'm not saying that it's not a very good thing, but like, but like I really appreciated, uh, you know, the soldiers and the military and a lot more than I usually do. Yeah, and I mean, just the turnout overall for that concert mm-hmm. was really, really incredible. You I mean, we had four hundred people there. Oh, at plus. least. Yeah, I mean, I think the lot. the theater sits a little over five hundred. I mean, I think at most there were ten, fifteen empty seats, if yeah. even that. And like, I, I agree with you that I don't really, I don't really take the time like I should to think about it because I had um, my great grandfather on my dad's side did fight in World War Two. Um, my great great grandfather on his side fought in World War One too. He actually enlisted at the age of seventeen. Um, Whoa! <laughs> which uh, which is which is that? And so he, I actually have um, I have a cousin on uh, my mom's side of the family. He is maybe he's maybe four or five years older than us, and uh, he actually joined the army a couple years ago, mm. and he's uh, he's stationed overseas right now uh, in the infantry. So. This is definitely going out to him. I, I doubt he'll ever listen to this, but this is still, of course, going out to him and, and everything like that. And uh, for everybody to really take the time uh, to appreciate what what all these people do for us, because it, it's really something special. Yeah, it is. It, it was really good turnout. And uh, I think Veterans Day is a little underappreciated, uh, if you ask me. So uh, just to sum it up, you know, thank you to all the soldiers who serve and who have served. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, from that, we're going to get on to our, our more regular orders of business over here. Uh, the Instagram poll that we put out uh, for this episode was one uh, with uh, uh, regarding our popular uh, grocery store, uh, Kroger, and we asked if people say Kroger or Kroger's. And I'm going to see, I'm going to get the results up here. And the winner by a landslide was Kroger with no S, as it should be. Yes. And it, it had 81%. Kroger's had 19%. And I'll tell you why I sent this out. People are probably wondering why this is so random. Because when we were at the concert, the MC said the word Kroger's. And I remember he said, you know, he goes going on lines of, you know, wherever you're at, whether you're at a restaurant or Kroger's, make sure you salute to everyone thank you say thank you for your service even though they've never served in the military because they're still serving you it's just completely different so you still need to serve and when he said kroger's and i'm just like i turn around i'm like that's a new poll it's kroger not kroger's <laughs> i know and the thing is i feel like a bunch no offense to anybody who put kroger's out there but like i really don't think anybody under the age of 30 calls it kroger's <laughs> i think the reason that people that it might be that age demographic only that calls it that is because those people might be used to more independently owned stores and somebody's family name being on there. So like, for example, you'd say, Oh, let's go down and and go to Bob Kroger's store or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Bob I know that's not his name, but I think that, I mean, I think that just sort of fits in with it more because that's what people would be used to. Good old Bob Kroger. Good old Bob Kroger. <laughs> Trend. 
Well, transitioning from Kroger to our main topic today. Yeah, um, if we can, we'll get out of this as quick as we can. <laughs> um, our main topic for today that, that we thought of um, was to talk about our uh, our previous jobs and um, work stories that we have. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Work stories that we have uh, from jobs that we have previously held. Um, those that know me know that I worked at Five Guys, uh, the burger place for two summers. Five Guys Burgers and Fries. That's I was right. about to finish it, but <laughs> <laughs> if you know what Five Guys is, if you know, you know. And uh, Ben, <laughs> Ben, I know worked at Five Seasons, um, the country club, sports sports That's club, country. Not, it's not a, a country club. club. It's most definitely There's not no a country golf club. there. Um, but. He worked at five seasons. So what we want to do today is kind of go through and um, remember some of our favorite stories that happened to us um, when uh, we were working. So, well, well, first of all, let's I, I want to take a look at this. I sent out a really last a really last second poll. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, do you work? And I made sure that it was for high schoolers because I know a lot of people uh, have jobs at a school. I mean, last year. Like, you couldn't go to Skyline without seeing someone from CJ working. Or Chick-fil-A. Or Chick-fil-A, which <laughs> Chick-fil-A not, is the most. Nothing against those places, but they've really kind of become CHCA jobs almost stereotypically, yeah. at least around the school. Yeah, and and, and the thing is, like, uh, I, I, Chick-fil-A is the most CHCA place to work at, if you ask me. <laughs> like, most of CHCA could work at Chick-fil-A. Anyways, back to the poll. We have, I, I asked, it was very, I, I think I sent it out within the past couple hours. Um, do you work or not? 15 said yes. 21 people said no. Hmm. Which is, I mean, I'm looking at um, the people who said no. A lot of seniors, um, <laughs> which is really weird because, I mean, I got my job when I was a freshman. Yeah, I, I think this might change due to it being during school versus during the summer because I know for me, I, I don't, keep my job during the school year just because I, I don't want to do that to myself to have to balance it with everything else because I think it would be a lot. But I don't know I don't know if that number would change if it was a different time of year. But that does make sense because I like I said, like I say I'm not working at five seasons anymore, but I don't plan on going back there. Um but like I'm busy with theater and I'm busy with school and just senior year on top of that. You don't want to put that on top of you. Exactly. Like I have a, probably a good month off in the year, which is this month right now where I'm, I'm already preparing for the show coming up. So yeah, yeah, I don't have much time. Um, but definitely I think that it's just weird to see, like I was grown up to where when I'm allowed to get, when I'm capable of getting a job, I'm getting a job. Yeah. So as soon as I hit 15, I applied for five seasons. You're not supposed to work until you're 16 there. But I got a job at 15. Um, grandfather worked there. Cousin worked there. Other cousin worked there. Like, the whole family was there. So it was kind of weird, but still worked there. But I just can't believe that people don't have jobs. I mean, nothing against you. I mean, you're probably just living the dream, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I, I guess that what, what I've been used to is that, like, if if you are able to like have that kind of experience, like at that age, that is already one more thing you can add to your resume. Not even if it's even for a college, but just in general. I mean, that's, that's a great thing to have because the walks of life that you're going to meet in various places are 
way different to to people you'd meet just in stuff through school and through any place else. And so it, it's cool to like put yourself out there and, and get into the real world, so to speak, um, in that type of way. Uh, so I wrote down for myself two of the stories I wanted to tell about uh, of the many that I do have of <laughs> my time working at Five Guys Burgers and Fries. Um, the first one, I will... I will preface this by saying that at Five Guys, no one employee is assigned to any particular job. Like, no one person is only a cashier, only a cook, only cleans, only does whatever. Everybody learns everything and will do everything and do different things depending on the day. Um, So this particular day, I was working the grill, I believe. And, um, I, like I had, of course, had been there for, um, for a while at this point, I knew how to do everything. That was just my station for this day. And all of a sudden out the, out the front window, we see two charter buses pull up and everybody's immediate thought is, Oh, please go to Chipotle. Please go to Chipotle. Please go to Dickie's. Please go any place else. And yeah, that might sound like bad business for us, but trust me. Five Guys is doing fine, and they will continue to do fine if this charter bus does not pull up right now. Both of these buses unload, and I mean so many people, it is hard to count. And they come in, and the line is going out the door. This is the, probably the only time I ever can truly say a line out the door. And what it was was people coming from, there was an ultimate Frisbee tournament in Cincinnati. And this this tournament was not just Ohio. It wasn't just the United States. There were people from about every country under the sun that plays ultimate Frisbee. The amount of different pronunciations of cheeseburger I heard that day is ridiculous. That was probably one of them that you just said. So what we had to do, what we have to do, and there's that many people, um, Five Guys always grills all their buns to toast them. We just said, take every bun in this store, put it on the bread grill right now. Every meat patty you have available, get it on that grill. Just start right now. And we could not, we couldn't keep up with it. And so they, the rule of thumb around there is you're supposed to get an order out in seven minutes. Huh. wasn't gonna happen we we would be we because we were just taking orders as quick as we could we had we only have two registers in there we have both registers open taking them as quick as we could the ticket times were probably 20 minutes plus that day but be warned that's what you get if you come in that large of a group to a restaurant that makes everything to order so that's one ben i'll let you tell your first one right now if you want all right so i worked at five seasons which is more of a family tennis club if you ask me uh, probably right, it's right across the street from school. I think a lot of people know what Five Seasons is. Uh, but there is a, so I worked at Five Seasons for about three years um, in the cafe upstairs, and there's a little cafe downstairs. Uh, and one day, so there's a tennis tournament that comes to Mason, Ohio, the ATP. Uh, and I mean, famous tennis players come to this. And Five Seasons has really good tennis courts. So ever since I was little, I mean, we would always expect to see tennis players there. Um some names that are just huge. I mean, Roger Federer, you know, Venus Williams, you know, you got Serena Williams, you got, I mean, you name it. A guy named Jack Sock was there once. 
So, yeah, it's a weird name. That's why I wanted to say it. <laughs> yeah, Jack Sock. He, he wasn't a tennis player. It was Jack, just a dude named Jack Sock. Jack, Jack Sock and Bob Kroger. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, one day, Roger Federer, who is probably going to go down as one of the best tennis players of all time. Oh, for yeah. sure. Easily. Yeah. He, he comes into five seasons one day. And, I mean, I'm, I'm, I like the tennis is cool and all, but, you know, I won't geek over this guy. And I'm working by myself. And my dad's there every single day as well. So he's in his little cabana thing that he thinks is his at the pool. And he gets up, comes order, come, comes and order his regular meal. My dad, he's, yeah, like a Diet Coke. <laughs> yeah. Diet Coke, extra ice was always what he gets. He always, he goes back and he comes back. He's like, uh, Ben, yeah, there's a problem. Like what, what's the problem? He's like, Roger Federer is in my cabana. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, I have all my stuff down and he's just sitting in my spot. I'm like, what are you going to do? He's like, I don't know. And, like, he has, like, a bunch of tennis players around him as well. So Roger Federer comes up to order food. Like, guys, this guy's accent was just so thick, and I just couldn't understand a single word he said. He's like, uh, you, you have pretzels? I'm like, we, yeah. They're not very good. <laughs> Little did I know, like, I didn't realize I was talking to Roger Federer until afterwards because he tells me, he's like, because I usually, at five seasons, the window's kind of, it's below. And this dude's really tall. It's like, it's lower than you would think it'd be. So I'm like looking at his, like his chest. And I'm like, what can I get you, man? And I w- wish I would have shown more respect, to be honest. I was, cause, I mean, I'm working a job. I mean, it's just your average minimal wage job. I'm like, welcome to five seasons. What can I, what can I get for you? Today's special, we have a $1 hot dog. <laughs> so... I look at him and I'm just like, oh, that's Roger Federer. And little did I know, I served two cheeseburgers to Roger Federer. So there you go. I mean, that's just, it's just fun because no one else can really say that. I mean, someone can, but just a little neat story. There you go. Um, the one I was thinking about today, this is probably my quintessential five guys story when, uh, when I think of them. Um, This story involves another one of my friends that worked with me who I won't name um, just for the sake of, of his, not his dignity because I'm, he's probably told this story too, but I won't name him here. But when, uh, when I would work there, a lot of the time uh, I would close and that means you come in, your shift starts at four o'clock and they say your shift is supposed to go till 11 o'clock. That is not true. It, that has never been true. What happens is the store closes at 10 and then you have to take apart everything there, clean it, put it back and get everything put away and set up the way it needs to be for the opening shift the next morning. So this night, it was already a pretty slow close. It was already pretty late. And we had to, of course, clean the grill, which we just do by dumping a bunch of cold water on it and getting some scrub pads and just going at it with that. And so um, with a big grill like that, a big flat top grill, it obviously has a very big grease trap, which you obviously have to empty. And then after you empty the grease trap, you send it back to the person doing dishes and that person will then wash it out in those sinks and then send it back up to you. So this night we were doing everything we could to get out of there as quickly as we could because it was already going slower than we'd hoped and it it was going to be a late night. So we're thinking of all the ways that we can fathom to get this done quicker. 
And uh, the friend that I was working with, he decided, uh, he came up with the idea that when we were cleaning the grill, instead of putting the grease trap back in to catch all the excess water um, that would go in there, we could send the grease trap back right away, get it cleaned along with the other dishes, and then after we were done cleaning the grill, we'll just sweep up all the water that goes on the floor. Good idea in theory. What ended up happening was, as we were cleaning this grill with no grease trap in it, all the grease that was left over on the sides came all down into the little area where the grease trap should have been below the grill. And then because there's nothing in there to block it, all of this loose liquid grease spills out all over the floor, all over the side of the grill, and, and just make this huge puddle all over the restaurant in the kitchen. And it was a disaster. Yum. Yep. <laughs> So we're thinking, how do we how do we solve this? We just got to start sweeping this into the drains as quick as we can, which we started doing. But of course, there's other things to accomplish there. Um, and so we're trying to run back and forth, do what we need to do, get it cleaned up. Um, but what we forgot was that uh, grease from a grill, it doesn't stay liquid if it's not hot. So about five minutes after this happened, no longer would I consider this grease to be a puddle. It was a solid mass of just this gross, oily crap all over the floor. So now we really have a problem on our hands. It is a near midnight, and we have all of this here, and we need to get it out of this store, and we need to get it off the floor because you can't even walk on it without slipping. So it involved getting some degreaser and a lot of it, making it as hot as we could, trying to make that melt the grease as we poured it down the drain. We, of course, did this way too fast, and so the drain got clogged. And there's just a bunch of solid grease and everything in the drain. We're pouring more degreaser down there, wasting more and more time. I'm honestly amazed we got it as clean as we did. But it was still, for the next week, if you pulled out any appliance or any grill in that restaurant, you could find more grease. And to this day, there probably is still some remnants of it somewhere in the Mason 5, guys. So that, <clears throat> that was that one. And it was an ordeal, to say the least. Well, that's pretty gross. Yep. <laughs> well... The the thing is about working, so I kind of worked in the same kind of place that you kind of did. You know, you had like a flat grill. like Flat the, top grill, just a little kitchen area. Yeah, a all little that kitchen stuff. area. But this is the thing at Five Seasons. We have slushies. So you guys have, smooth, you guys have like uh, shakes now. We have milkshakes, which is a whole nother yeah. topic I could get yeah. into, but yeah. I won't. Um, and the thing is with the slushies is we have little kids who come up, right? And you, you don't pay money there. You can charge your account, which is a good way for kids to... You know, put your family in debt if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, because kids will come up and just like my number is this. Like, okay, yeah, here's fifty dollars worth of food. It's like as long as they know that five <sighs> digit number, their parents' credit card is theirs. Yeah, which yeah, can get no bad. No kidding. So, I mean, Flagle, I even call it your little brother. He's done this before. He comes <laughs> yeah. up. They come up and they go. I go, hi, what's up? How can I do? What can I do for you? They go, hi, can I please have a slushy with every single flavor? Like <laughs> every single flavor. He's like, yep. 
keep in 12, mind all twelve flavors. Keep in mind you're mixing things like blue raspberry blue and raspberry, like kiwi and watermelon. Bahama Mama. I've never known what that is. I've never gotten <laughs> it's it. It's fruit punch. Okay. Um, and basically, when you fill this stuff up, you have to. I do one pump per. It's thing. sugar syrup. Is yeah, all it is. It's sugar syrup. It's slushy. Yeah. And when you pour in a slushy mix, it comes up black. And I'm just like, when you mix every flavor, yeah, and it just, oh. and it's, I regret giving to the kids. I'm like, they're poor parents; they don't know what they're paying this for. Like, like the, these kids are going to be bouncing off the walls yeah. from this pure sugar that yeah. they're drinking. And then some kids will come up; they'll be like, "Yeah, uh, oh, I didn't get enough syrup in mine." I'm like, "Dude, there's only syrup in this thing. What are you talking about? Like, come on, man, I'm not that dumb." I mean, but Five Seasons really is a good job because. Uh, it, it, I'm really. You have to be really good with communicating with people and little kids. Um, like some kids would be like, they have nut allergies and stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I don't really know because all of our stuff is bagged in like brown plain bags. Right. Yeah. So I have to go upstairs and look at the box. Like, all right, here's a nut allergy. But then I made, started making like a list of people who had nut allergies and whatnot. And I became like really close to them. And I would always like their parents would come up to me and always talk to me and get tips and whatnot. So like it was a really fun like community job. That's the thing with with anything where you're working in in food or restaurants or service is that it forces you, excuse me, to develop um, like people skills in a way that you in in a position that you wouldn't normally be in. Because if you got an angry customer coming up to you, you got to know how to deal with that. Yeah. And it's it's a little overwhelming sometimes. Like, yeah. like I said, like we're, we're still, well, I'm not a minor anymore, but like you're, you're, you're a minor. And like, we mm. worked at when we were 16 years old. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I was 16 years old when I started and there. Like I'll even give, give an example at five seasons, you know, we're not, we don't have this myriad of menu items. You know, I think the most exotic thing we had downstairs one year was a Euro. <laughs> and, and that's just, oh, not, boy. that's not something you would want to order. Like take it from me. Uh, but this lady comes with me one day. She goes, Hi, I like a BLT. I'm like, we don't sell BLTs downstairs, but we sell them upstairs. Upstairs is more of a healthy choice kind of thing. Downstairs is more like, yeah, well, here's some popcorn chicken for you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so this lady, I argue with this lady. This is like probably 11 a.m. on a Saturday. I'm by myself. And she argues with me for about 45 minutes how I don't have the ingredients, but I can still make it. She thinks because I don't have the ingredients, I can still make it. She, she was, keep in mind, I'm 16 years old and this lady is wasting her time make and her husband's in the back just laughing at the whole thing. He thinks it's hilarious. And, and this, this lady is like obsessed with BLTs and she's like, I want my BLT. I'm like, ma'am, we do not serve BLTs nor have we ever sold BLTs. So I don't know what to tell you. Like she, you made me one yesterday. I'm like, ma'am, I was not working yesterday. <laughs> um, and second of all, we do not have BLTs. And I go on and on and my boss, Brian comes down and uh, my just tacky guy, love him to death. He comes up. He comes up. He's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's going on?" I'm like this, this girl thinks, this woman thinks that I made her a BLT yesterday, and that she wants me to make it again. And he goes, "Yeah, we don't really have BLTs here." And she was like, "This is ridiculous. I'm going somewhere else, getting a BLT, and coming back." She went to Arby's. No, she went to Wendy's. Got a BLT. Came back to Five Seasons and came up to me and ordered a drink. And she made sure she had the bag in her hand. And oh. I'm just, and I'm, at this point, I'm shaking because like I didn't know what I was doing. Because she was actually yelling full force. Like, where is my BLT? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, it was 
scary. And I'm like shaking. And then she comes back and I'm just like, you had to come back and order a drink, didn't you? Like, I remember just, it's either hit or miss with these customers. Oh yeah. Um, Five Guys almost gave us a sort of a cop-out system with that in that they're willing to, if you have a problem with anything you're served and you tell the people about it, they will remake it. Like they will, no questions asked, they'll remake it for you. And so I, I of course, had to do that a couple of times. Probably the dumbest thing I ever did there was I wrapped a burger and gave it to a customer before the patty was put in it. And so it was just this sandwich of toppings (laughs) and condiments. (laughs) But that guy fortunately thought that was hilarious. And just, just of course, like, let me just give him the, the proper thing. But I had one lady... She she is a regular at Five Guys. She is so sweet. I feel like there's no regulars <laughs> at Five Guys. Oh, yes, there really? are. Oh, yes, there are. This lady probably four or five times a week. Cool. The exact same thing every time. Um, I'm not I can't remember the whole order, but the one the one thing that she was always known for getting on her burger was extra lettuce. She would always get extra lettuce. And I learned my lesson with this. Because I made her burger one time when I was putting like all the toppings on it, and I put like slightly more than our usual amount of lettuce, like in my mind, thinking like, okay, this this isn't a big deal, um, this will be fine. Set out the burger, she made me remake this burger because there was not enough lettuce on it. So and remake the whole burger the whole burger, as in grill her a new patty because there was not enough lettuce on this burger. Sweet. So <laughs> of course I did, and then I was telling another uh, one of the ladies I was working with tonight about that, expecting to get some sympathy, like, "Oh yeah, dumb customers, you just got to deal with them." And she said to me, "Wait, was this the lady blah blah, blah like that describing her?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, and she goes, "Don't you ever mess up her burger again? I love her. Like we're, we'll get it right every time now, because like she had just been coming there for so long, and now yeah. I, I'll recognize her in an instant every time she would come in there. And if anybody new was working that day, I better put, I, I'll go. You better put more lettuce on this burger than you have ever put on anything in your life. We got to make this app like we got to do this right the first time because we're going to be here a little while longer if we don't. And, and the weird thing about both of our works actually is." You know, they can see us make the food. Yes. Which I don't know if I've ever been in a more pressured, you know, moment when people are watching me make their food. I'm a glove guy, put the gloves on, you know, and then you make the food. Oh, yeah. And like I do things differently at work. Um, So I'll do my own little twist on things. Sometimes I'll add something, but like my the customers like it and like they'll ask for it. But then like there was this one lady one time she said, I want four cheese pizzas. I'm like, all right, sure. Uh, and we do two cheeses. We do mozzarella and cheddar. Um, cheddar's kind of, we do put very light cheddar, but we still do a lot of mozzarella and lots of che- uh, a little bit of cheddar. And she said, why are you putting cheddar on my pizza? I'm like, ma'am, you asked for the dual cheese pizza. And she's like, uh, I want just regular cheese now. I'm like. Was that already melted? Yes. <laughs> I have, I, I made four cheese pizzas before this lady's like, mm, I actually want just one cheese instead of the two cheese pizza. I'm like okay i'll get right on it you know oh man it's just one of the things but all in all i really have learned a lot from work if you ask me for sure and then these are just like their memories that i'll probably never end my dad still talks about his very first job at hershey park (laughs) (laughs) my dad always talks about like the the horrible job he had uh, at the end of high school when he worked in a paper factory (laughs) 
in Middletown, Ohio. <laughs> a paper factory. A paper factory. I thought I had it rough. <laughs> no. He describes the horror stories of having to crawl into a what they called the pit underneath these machines where it was about 110 degrees and just all this greasy stuff would fall in there and he had to clean it out and all the, all the things they had to do. So we don't have it that bad, I don't think. But... <laughs> There's pressure, but I mean that that's what you learn and that's like what you can overcome and I mean like that that's just another way that you can grow through that. And get money. Exactly. I mean it's good money. Yeah. I think we've gone a little bit over the time that that we wanted to today, so we'll wrap it up right here. Um thanks so much for watching and for listening. Uh check Instagram for the polls. Um hopefully we'll uh get our next interview uh recorded and up for you guys soon. Uh, But until then, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Signing off.